man, just when you thought the basketball season was over, what's what's going on, man? I I thought it was gonna we're gonna go quiet into the night, Daniel. I, I now we're here and Russell Westbrook's a Laker. What's happening? I'm saying, man, we got the retirement home. It's off and popping out in L.A. It's a lot, a lot of stuff going down right now. Calabasas is cracking. <laughs> 6 p.m. Calabas- Calabasas. So putting it in perspective really quick, they virtually had the, almost the exact same trade that they got for Russell Westbrook because they offered for Buddy Heald. How, how, how does that make you feel? Obviously... From a fit, Buddy Field, Buddy Heald, rather, he uh, looked to be the better fit for the team as far as for what they needed. Now, you never don't want another superstar on your team like Russell Westbrook, but because of his controversial play, particular in the playoffs this year and the past year too as well, um, how do you feel about this trade? Do you think it was a big win for the Lakers? Um, you know, give me your thoughts on it. Yeah, I thought it was. A, um, I don't know. It's a win in terms of. You know, you're adding an all-time great player, right? But in terms of the fit, I, I'd much rather, and I'm surprised, LeBron is notorious for, um, you know, making it known who he wants on his team, as he should. I mean, he's an all-time great player. You know, if he's going to come to your organization, you need to be committed to winning. And so um, throughout his career, LeBron has always had an input on on what's going to happen with trades or free agency or whatever. So that being said, I, I definitely would have gone after Chris Paul, I think, uh, Chris Paul is a better fit for what they do. Um, the pick and roll with Anthony Davis with Chris Paul would be absolutely deadly. Um, could throw him lobs. Chris Paul is actually a threat to pull up as well. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't think Russell's a, a fit. I think Russell's a, a great player. I don't know how to say it because I know he's a great teammate to his teammates, but he's not a team player. Um in terms of like his his formula of basketball isn't, um, in my opinion at least in the NBA, it doesn't translate to wins. And so he might stuff the stat sheet, but he's going to take shots, poor shots in bad situations. Uh, he, he he makes plays like that that end up costing his team more times than he makes plays that help his team. And so that's what I mean when I say that. Uh, so in terms of the fit, I, I don't like it at all. I know on paper everybody's going to be going crazy. Uh, you know, they just signed Melo too, so. Uh, I just don't. I mean, they're the oldest team in the league, hands down. And, uh, you know, every single one of those guys has missed time with injury in the last two years, except for maybe, I think, Russ. So I'm not sure how it's going to work out. Yeah, you brought up a lot of great points. And one thing that I, I think from the Lakers front office perspective is I don't know another trade that you would have been able to make with giving up, in my eyes, as little as you did for the player and the caliber of a player, rather, that Russell Westbrook is. I, I just don't see how it was enough. Uh, uh, 22, you give up Kuzma, you give up KCP and Montrez Harrell, and then some you know, later on second round picks. I mean, it's a bigger package, I understand, but I just think that there was not really a, a lot else out there. Um, you know, a better situation than Russell Westbrook, obviously, like you had said, fit-wise would be potentially Chris Paul. I just don't see him you know, leaving the Suns. Obviously, now he's re-signed. Uh, Buddy Heald was the other option, like we had mentioned, so... I love the fit of better heel better. Now to what you were talking about from an IQ perspective, he makes such fantastic plays, but I think one thing, and we've talked about this ad nauseum before and uh, during the season um, was his situational IQ. He doesn't make the right plays at the right times. It seems, but which is so strange because you, you rewind the clock. 
the year after KD left the Thunder, he basically willed his team to victory in the playoffs when he was a member of the Thunder still in his last year. So it's kind of strange. I think him having to be paired up with new superstars that he had not had as much history with like he did with Kevin Durant. I know James Harden he had some history with, but I just don't think it was enough as James Harden was a six man on their team when he was when they all played together. So they didn't really right. always play together on, at the, on the court at the same time. Then you fast forward to going to play one year with Washington. Obviously, Brad Beal, I would say, is probably a little bit easier of a player to pair along with than James Harden is as far as from how the fit with, with Russell Westbrook always needing the ball, being ball dominant. With that being said, I think we would have had a way different discussion five days ago when the trade happened. Now you fast forward five days, you look at the pieces they've added, and it starts to make a little bit more sense. Um, Before we jump right into free agency, there's a couple of things that happened during the draft. Obviously, we just discussed the trade, which is probably the biggest move that happened during the draft. But I wanted to talk about some things that didn't happen or one specific thing that didn't happen rather than what did. And that's the Golden State Warriors holding on to 7 and 14. There was a lot of talks that they were going to potentially try to get Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons, yada, 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 X, Y, Z. There was a lot of different players they try to go after. Um, And then you look forward to, okay, well, if they're going to keep their draft picks, maybe they might go with the most pro-ready players. And they go get two 19-year-olds. So I I like the Warriors picks, don't get me wrong. You look at the youth of their team. You have Nico Mannion. You have Jordan Poole. You now add Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, and then James Wiseman. That's a really great young foundation however yeah. <clears throat> I, I i just don't see any of those guys being ready to help them win a championship within the next two years what do you think uh well it's going to take another free agent so or a trade of some sort so um <clears throat> do you, you think know, this was it, trade bait or do you think they want to keep those players well i think they want to keep they want to keep because they got three three or four good young players they did just trade pascal which i thought was weird for a second round pick like that's nothing i don't i don't understand the, the value there. I thought he was a great, great kind of role player for them, but um, I'm thinking Absolutely. they want to keep one or two of those guys. Um, but, you know, if they package up one or two of those new, um, you know, first and second year players that they're going to have this year uh, with a couple of future draft picks, I think they might be able to go after somebody who's on a bad team who could help them. Um, definitely. Um, you know, you put Wiseman in a, in a package and, and, you know, some future picks and maybe somebody else and you might be able to go get Brad Bill still. So, um, but I don't mind it though. At the same time, you know, I like what the owner said the other day, he said, we got to, you know, we got to have a pulse on the present, but have an eye on the future. And so it's like, um, you know, Steph is, I wouldn't say in his prime, he's, he's a little older, although he's in terms of skill is still there. I just talking about, you know, athleticism is not quite the same. Um, and Clay's coming off back to back years of being out and Draymond is what he is. He missed a game game winning layup to to make them go to the playoffs. So, you know, Draymond does a lot of great things on the court, but he's he's a liability. So, in terms of that, they they really only have two guys. So, I think they need to add a third guy. Um, doesn't have to be KD type status, but you know, you put a Brad Bill out there or somebody um, that can shoot, uh, you know, and move on the run, I think that they could be they could definitely get it done. Uh, they have a winning attitude there. So, I think they they could they could compete for sure. But uh, they're going to need to add one more guy, I think. So I heard a really interesting trade scenario. I was listening to the Real Ones podcast, uh, Logan and Raja Bell. It's a podcast. If you guys don't know, go check them out. So you're usually on the ringer, but they have a fantastic podcast. And there was a really great trade that Logan brought up. And he brought up a trade potentially packaging some of these young guys exactly. He, he wasn't sure what it would take, but to go after Carl Anthony Towns. And I thought that was such a fantastic 
player choice, um, especially with the timeline of the Timberwolves. I know that they traded for D'Lo last year, so it's a little bit tricky with that situation. But if they really wanted to blow it up again and just reinvigorate the timeline along with Anthony Edwards, there's there's a lot of good players the Warriors could give up and make a viable package for a guy like Carl Anthony Towns. How, How do you feel about that as a fit for them? I think he works out great. He's a stretch big. Um, he doesn't necessarily demand the ball too much, but in a situation where, hey, Clay's still not 100%, you know, Curry has an injury, Draymond has an injury, or somebody's out during the regular season or even during the playoffs, he's a guy who can absolutely take over on the offensive end. Yeah, so I, I mean, I really like that fit. Number one, because like you said, he's a stretch big who can shoot. Uh, he's got post game though. He can play some defense. He, he hasn't been able to lead the team as a number one guy. But if he goes to the Warriors, they can give him they can give him Wiseman in return, uh, maybe one of those young guys and some future picks. So they're getting a young center back, somebody who could build with Edwards. And then in terms of the Warriors fit, I love it because, um, you know, I think I think he would be a great third or fourth option, like like an outstanding third or fourth option. So he might um, even be a second. Who knows? I mean, I don't well, I mean, get me wrong. Clay is set for one and two, you know. Well, the, the thing I would think about Clay though is that he's rehabbing off of two back to back ACL tears. I, I think. If he's healthy, no, he everything ACL is a go. Achilles. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He had an ACL and then he had an Achilles. Two That's separate. right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and, the, I mean coming off, actually, especially <laughs> especially the Achilles injuries, I, I think that's one that's even tougher to to come back from and be 100%. So that's the reason why I think, especially from an age perspective too as well, Carl Anthony Towns can just take a, a way bigger load, I feel like, in this very moment than Clay can until you oh, know, proven think, otherwise. But if he's healthy, though, obviously make no mistake about it. He's option number two from a scoring perspective, but I, I mean, I just love that fit. I, I thought it was such a great trade idea and I don't know why I never thought about it. I think it's just the, the Timberwolves are such in the, the, the dark distance of the NBA as being in consideration <laughs> for anything. Yeah, bro. No, you know what? I think, I think during the regular season, you'd be, you're right though. Carl Anthony Towns would have, you know, there's going to be nights where Clay doesn't even play probably. And you know, he's going to have a big role, but I think, you know, come crunch time in the playoffs, it's going to go Steph then Clay in terms of if they need a shot or a bucket. Uh, and I think that's good for Solomon because that, you know, the pressure's off. He can just play, sit back and play basketball, man. Like you got Draymond Green helping you defensively. Uh, he'll definitely pick his game up there. And then, you know, when you know you don't have to put up 35 and, and 15 for your team to have a chance and he can come in and drop 20 and 12, I just think he'd shine in that role. I agree 100% with you. Uh, and that aspect, that's a great Yeah, trade. I think it would be a great fit. Just something to toss around for, you know, just fun of the show. Uh, I don't know how, where the Warriors at are, you know, where they are at, rather, with their I've been talking office. to Woj. Yeah, we're looking out for Woj. We're looking out for him. Hey, we'll, we'll mention him after the show and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Maybe you can pitch it on up to the higher ups for with the Golden State front office. Wait, say that again. I'm sorry, cut out on me. No, I'll say we'll pass it along to Woj. I'll, I'll add him on Twitter and say, "Hey, how do you feel about oh. this trade idea?" And have him put it out. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, CCS on that though. We dropped CCS. That, yeah, exactly. See if they'll give us a little bit of a pay cut or a paycheck, rather two percent. That's all we're asking for it. <laughs> Maybe even a mention on a Woj bomb Twitter. We might get a, little, a couple more followers here on the show too. That right there. That's what it's all about. Now, what do that's you think the about the right there? Bro? First of all, you know, we, we started off to Soccer Hoop. I want to uh, let everybody in the world know congratulations to Justin on his uh, new job and career opportunity. Um, so props to you, bro. That's a huge step in your life. Hey, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, now I can incorporate myself into the real estate show so we can get both of these shows popping. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, I, I've, I've asked a couple of title people before. You'll have to check. I don't know if title is allowed to go on there, but uh, I'd love to have you on, bro. Absolutely. 
Hey, I'll go incognito. Don't you worry about it. I'll figure out a way. <laughs> I might have to do one of those uh, where they do the first 48 and they, they do the, the, the voice effect so they don't know who it is. <laughs> I was with that for two <laughs> Hey, you see what LeBron James is tweeting? Oh, man. I, um, listen, LeBron, keep come on, man. Keep talking. People keep who are talking. doubters and haters like, bro, it gets your, th- what is he, 37 now? He's been in the game for, you know, 28 years. It's like, bro, we get it. We know that you've overcome stuff. We, You understand that you have haters. It's not a secret. Like, it's just, I don't know. I'm yeah, not no, a fan he of it. Attention. He needs attention. He That's always awful. does. He always does. I mean, you know, I, I don't hate on the man's talent unless some people say, I mean, I think he's the second greatest player I've ever seen. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's emotionally, he's very emotional and like he needs the attention and, you know, the flopping. It's just not, it's, the shit he does just turns me off to him. Although, you know, he, he's an all time great player. I got to give his props for that. But uh, Well, he's in LA. He's, he's a certified diva now too. So it's understandable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now he fits in perfect there. I mean, shit, the Lakers back to, you know, when you're talking about that trade, how they didn't give up a lot. It's like Lakers fans in their heads think that they could have just gave up, uh, you know, Horton and Kuzma and got, uh, you know, Dame Lillard out of it. It's like, dude, you guys <laughs> you traded five first round picks. You don't have a pick until 2028. And you're thinking that people want your backup bench player. So. Laker fans are delusional. Uh, it's pretty funny to see. Well, that delusion turned into Russell Westbrook. I, I definitely would have never seen that coming. I can say that as much. I didn't think the Wizards would let them rob them so easily of, of an all-time I great mean, player. You know, think so. about it, though, bro. Russ, Russ, part of that is just taking on the contract, right? Like, Russ has a fat-ass contract. So, the owner's like, we're not winning next year. Why am I going to pay this guy $35 million to get me to the AC? I don't think that's worth it. So, you know, a lot of times in the NBA, that's what happens. Guys just get dumped because their salaries. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, I think, I think we're going to see that happen more often than we used to now, too, as well. I mean, you've seen Russell Westbrook get tossed around to four teams in four years, and he's going to be a future right. Hall of Famer. You don't go so. to four teams in four years if you're – I mean, he's a great individual player, but if you are really cha- – like Chris Paul, he's been on three three different teams, but he's led every team to the playoffs, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the win-loss. So, like, people are going for him because they want him to help. Like the Suns last year, they knew he was available. They went after him because they knew that he could be a piece to get him to the playoffs. And then, it, then it did. You know, so like, like, like that's a smart move. People are like bad teams are dumping Russell Westbrook because they just don't want to fucking deal with him anymore. Yeah, I, I think if if you don't have a six nine wing who is a superstar potential MVP candidate on your team, you're just not in contention for the finals at any slate. Obviously, you know we saw the right. Suns there this past year, but we'll, yeah, but they had eight ballers. It was an anomaly. You know, Aiden was balling throughout the playoffs, which was huge for them to make it that far. And then they had the wing play, you know, so like the Suns have, the Suns have a good I, I think balling is an overstatement. I mean, he had his good games. He had some defensive the finals, he didn't look good. He looked really good in, against the, you know, the first three rounds. He, he really did. Listen, it, when he can drop 30 points in back-to-back games, and I'll start to say he might be balling a little bit, but. When he had six points in a finals game, I don't know about yeah, that Yeah, you know, the finals weren't that good, but he went against a team that had a player that could shut him down. Um, you know, but you know what? If Devin Booker's going to go six for, for, for 29, then it's going to be hard for him to get more than six points. So, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, getting back to the draft, there's a couple more things I want to go over before we kick off free agency as there's a lot to talk about. One, I'm really curious. I, I, I know the Kings got a lot of bashing for the Davion Mitchell pick. 
Um, to be quite honest with you, I, I believe he was the best player on the board and it wasn't even close. And I understand that you don't always necessarily need to take the best player on the board if it really doesn't fit your roster when you have as many guards as the Kings do. But this really leads me to believe that there has to be a trade coming sometime in the future with De'Aaron Fox. I, I just don't think there's any way now you look at the construct of the Kings they have now Davion Mitchell. They have Buddy Heald. They have Halliburton. They have De'Aaron Fox. They just re-signed Terrence Davis. I just, I don't see where the fit is. Where's the room for De'Aaron? Obviously, he can be the starter. Maybe there's not room for Davion. They might send him to the G League this year, or, you know, bench him or whatever. I don't know what they're going to do. But I'm curious to see if you're the Kings, you just pick Davion Mitchell. Very similar in style and play to De'Aaron Fox. Might even be a better shooter than De'Aaron Fox right away. Um, but not as athletic necessarily. Uh, are you willing to trade De'Aaron Fox off? Or are you going to package some young guys to try to get a star player around De'Aaron and Halliburton? De'Aaron's your best player on the team. So what, what the Kings need to do is the Kings need to quit getting in the mindset of trading their best players. So, you know, if they trade, they trade him, then they're going to be the worst team in the NBA again. I just, so I just think people are drooling over Halliburton because of what he did last year, but I still absolutely am on the same page with you that De'Aaron is better or is the best player yeah, on his team rather. And a great I, I've six seen, man. <laughs> I mean, he's a six man. He's not a starting point guard like De'Aaron Fox, at least not in my opinion. Maybe no, and, the point forward or something. I don't know, but he is not that nice. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. And what also drives me crazy is that, I've, from what I understand uh, from a media perspective and what people think around the league, that there's this overarching belief that Ben Simmons is a better player than De'Aaron Fox. And I just, it makes me like, makes my stomach turn, like thinking about it. I get De'Aaron is a streaky shooter, but outside of that, I just think there's so many more things that De'Aaron brings to the table that Ben Simmons doesn't. And I mean, they, I don't want to say Ben Simmons doesn't because he's a fantastic player, but. I don't think that he's better than De'Aaron Fox whatsoever. And there's a big consensus that he's much better than De'Aaron Fox. And I just, I don't know. That's one little, one little frustration, little point I had to throw out there. Cause it was just bugging me. It's just something I didn't really understand, but I'm on the same page with you. Uh, I think you definitely have to get a star player around De'Aaron Fox and try to push for the, at least a, at least a play in tournament. I mean, I mean think that, about that's it, the expectation this year. If, if you're the Kings is the play in tournament. Think about it. They should have Luka Doncic instead of have. For respect for my fellow you know, Kings fans, I don't want to think about it because it makes me sick, and I'm up. not a Kings fan. That sums it up right there. Oh, we don't want to beat the dead horse, though, Kings fans. We're sorry. We understand the pain you're going through. Um, one last little point I wanted to bring up about the draft. I think the Detroit Pistons absolutely knocked it out of the park with their draft. Boom! Yeah, draft winners by a, a good margin, in my opinion. There's a lot of other people that have other teams uh, slated above uh, the Pistons. Charlotte, in particular, was a great team just because of what they were able to get from a value perspective. Um, we can go on about some other teams, but or Houston, too, as well. Houston really knocked it out of the park. They they are in contention right there for best draft. It's pretty uh, neck and neck for me, but to be completely honest, the reason why I like the Pistons is they got some dogs. All the players that they got are six, eight, and above. Not to mention, uh, they go out and sign Kelly Olynyk too, as well, who's another forward. So I don't really know. I don't really know where the chemistry is going from having uh, all these big guys. Granted, Cade Cunningham is the point guard, but he's freaking six, eight. So. Uh, just it's a team to look out for. They're going to be a big team. They're going to be a physical team. Cade said he wants to bring back the the bad boys, Detroit Pistons from back in the 80s. So I'm loving his swagger. I'm loving what he brings to the table. 
Luca Garza is a second round pick who I think is a freaking steal. Uh, he was um, a player of the year last year for his conference, and uh, he brings a lot to the table. And I, I'm excited to watch the Pistons. Sounds weird, but I'm excited to watch the Detroit Pistons next year. Yeah, they got some nice young talent, bro. I like that. They get them shaping up nicely. Excellent talent, and they got bigger in a division that I think the East, or rather a conference, that I think the Eastern Conference to me is just a really large conference. Like uh, you look at the lineups oh, think- of the teams, the Sixers, the Bucks. Uh, yeah. Now you have the Pistons too as well. They're they're big the players Knicks. on that team or on those teams too. So I'm looking forward to the physicality. I think the Eastern Conference has always been a little bit more physical uh, than the Western, especially um, as of recent. But I think over over history, it's just been that way for whatever reason. That that, that cold weather it makes them a little bit grittier out there in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, you got to be tough out there. I like it. Well, we're here now. It's August fourth, twenty twenty one. Uh, free agency started Monday at 4 p.m. And we are fully underway. Uh, there's a lot that has happened since then. So we're going to kind of de- digest a little bit some of the things that have stood out to us. Uh, some favorite signings, some signings we didn't really like so much. And um, I, I want to get your thoughts. We'll kick it off. First of all, we'll, we'll go bad news first. What are some some of the signings that were some head scratchers to you or just you, you weren't really a huge fan of for whatever reason? <sighs> Well, <clears throat> I'm going to start off with the Lakers because they got some good ones. You know, for example, the Dwight Howard signing. I loved it. I said it, I said it last year when they lost uh, lost him. You know, they were able to bully the Nuggets in that playoff matchup in the bubble because of Dwight. Um, and so re- bringing him back, I love. But, you know, the guys who else they signed, I'm not I'm not really a big fan of these guys in terms of they need shooters. LeBron teams always need shooters. Hold on. Reason. Time out. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. They did get Kendrick Nunn. They did get Malik Monk. Not a shooter. He's a playmaker. He's not going to sit on the three-point line and Mello? go. No, I didn't Whoa. say that. 15 said, points a game last Nunn. year, spot up three-point oh, shooter. That's exactly what they need. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony is burnt toast, bro. <laughs> Defensively, <laughs> he, he is. Well, he can't. Well, and that's the problem. And, and also, he's not. He's not. I mean, he has times where he gets hot, but for the most part, bro, his legs are his legs are shot. He doesn't have uh, a volume shooting in him anymore, and so he's old. And when he's on the court, he's going to be a liability. Trevor Reese is the same exact thing. Uh, Kendrick Nunn's a nice little young player. He's a playmaker. Uh, yeah, he can, I like that can, one for them. He can shoot it when he's hot, but he's not a guy that's going to sit sit out there and knock six out of ten deep from from three-point land. So that's not his game, and that's what the Lakers need. Right now, the Lakers have so much old, big players that uh, they're just going to get – I think they're going to get ran off the court, bro. I really do. Um, and so I, I don't really like any of their signings, to be honest with you. Um, hey, I'll tell you they're... what, that's a hot take that I haven't heard in a while because I think you're going to be a minority in this one because the consensus right now is the Lakers knocked it out of the park with what they yeah, have I mean, available this is like for a, agency. This is, like a, this is like a 2012 all-star team, bro. Yeah. That's how I look at it. So, you know, that's cool. I mean, I, I, I want to give major props to um, the Miami Heat. Miami Heat got better. So, um, you know, that's a team that I think got, got really good, uh, you know, in terms of the move they made. Markeith Morris is a big guy that can come in. You know, the Lakers lost a lot of their key role players that kind of had big moments for them too. So um, they kind of re-gutted it, and they brought in guys that don't really have, a, a you know, championship experience. Other than Ariza. Ariza does because he was played with Kobe. But, uh, you know, Malik Monk had never done it. Kent Bazemore has never done it. None's been there. Horton hasn't done it. Uh, I'm just not a fan of the guys, bro. I just think the Lakers 
you know, I think they got desperate and they made some 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 wrong decisions. Um, starting with the Russell Westbrook, they just went in the wrong direction there. Yeah, no, I I get your point. I think really when you take a, a step back or you put yourself in the front office shoes, I think they just try to do do best with what they had available. And if you can have a young guy like Kendrick Nunn and have a young guy like Malik Monk get on on close to minimums for contract wise. Um, it's a little tough when you're going to rely on Malik Monk and Carmelo Anthony to be your best spot up shooters. I get that. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. Come on now. <laughs> Patty Mills I, was available. That The Nets got a huge win by getting Patty Mills. Patty Mills would have been perfect on the Lakers. Had they got Patty Mills on this team, I'd be like, you know what, man? I, I, I He's one guy that can kind of make it come together because he can shoot three. And so uh, just an example of wrong player Simon. I mean, I get, I love the aggressiveness, right? You're trying to go for it, but. I just don't, I don't like the fits personally. Well, I think the way that they look at it, you, you rewind two years ago to when they won the championship. They didn't really have great shooters, that team either. They were just bully balling. They dictated the pace of play. Uh, they got out in transition, played great defense. And I think that's exactly what they're just looking to do again, is just reshape that and, and try to regain that fire from two years ago when they won the championship. And I think if they can stay healthy, obviously it's the biggest asterisk for every team, but if they can stay healthy, and I, I really do still truly believe they can dictate the, the pace of play. Uh, adding Russell Westbrook is just going to help when it comes to the transition play. Obviously, from a defensive perspective, maybe not so much, but we'll see. I think LeBron's really going to challenge him. He's playing for his hometown. I, I believe with the current situation, I could see Russell Westbrook re- retiring now as a Laker. So we'll see what the future holds Damn. for the Lakers. Yeah, I think. I mean, it, it makes sense. Look at the timeline. Look at his age, his contract. years old, bro. He's not retiring. We'll see. Well, Russell could be a guy that could play into his 40s. Who knows? He's so damn athletic. Yeah, we never know what that guy. He's going to be playing on, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves at the end of it. <laughs> hanging on for dear life. Uh, you know, Backing I agree. Up, with uh, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. I think they're trying to I think they're trying to get better on I mean, they're pretty good defensively, but I think adding to White and some of these guys that they did, I, I agree with what you're saying in terms of um, their team defense is going to be good. And they didn't have great shooters, but they had guys that could shoot uh, on those teams, you know. And then I think losing Caruso, uh, you know, I, he's one of their key role players off the bench. You know, he he gets the crowd going, he makes those those plays, he'll block somebody on one end and catch an alley oop on the other. And so I don't. Well, know. Well, they just couldn't it. afford him. That was a problem with Caruso. They wouldn't have been able to give Caruso thirty seven million or whatever the Bulls gave him. So that was the it's bigger years, problem. Though, I think That's they only nine million him. a year. You could give yeah. nine million a year. So I will say this about Russell Westbrook, though. I think the biggest thing that 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 will do, I think, come playoff time, that's that's going to hurt the Lakers with Russ. I think during the regular season, though, Russell can can maintain them playing with energy every night. Because if you watch the Lakers at the end of last year, there was nights they just didn't have it. They got blown out by bad teams, uh, and that's with LeBron and with AD. And you know, you know, the Lakers had a worse record. Um, with just LeBron out there compared to when just AD was out there. And so I just think that, you know, if something happens to LeBron or AD and, or if LeBron's on the bench for whatever reason, Russ can maintain the flow of play and can be in the regular season can, can, can be good enough to get them some easy, you know, keep those easy wins there instead of, instead of blowing them like they did. I just think, uh, you know, in a series, they're really going to struggle when the team leaves Russell Westbrook wide open for three. Like the Lakers did when they played the Rockets, they literally didn't even guard him, and uh, he just shoots it away. So that's what I meant by that. I think during the regular season, though, he's going to be big for them. So they don't, you know, this year they fell from what second or third all the way to the ninth spot. <laughs> so it fell quick, and so I think Russ does help kind of bridge that gap. 
Yeah, absolutely. Not one player not to leave him out or not to isolate him either. But I think Carmelo Anthony also has some questionable shots that he puts up in crunch same, time. Yeah, exactly, bro. He, I mean, at one point he can hit those shots, right? And so in his head, he's still that guy. He's yeah, not that guy, every time you know, he, he thinks he's still that guy. I mean, the Blazers. He played a lot for the Blazers, and he, you know, he. I don't. He didn't make any differences in anything. Really, they lost in the second round like they always do. So, um, and it's it's got to be pretty easy when you're playing easier when you're playing with Dame Lillard because everybody's going to funnel to Dame and he's going to have open shots. And so, um, you know, I'm not trying to hit on Melo. I, I love Melo, especially at Syracuse. He's one of my favorite players watching when he played in college. But uh, I just think the timing is, I mean, he's 37. He's older than LeBron. He's one year old than LeBron. So, you know, what's he going to do? I just don't see it. But, hey, LeBron who said, wait a We're going to find out. <laughs> who would have ever thought you, you, 2003 – Fast forward now, we're in 2021, and Carmelo Anthony and LeBron are both playing for the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about that Lakers team in 2003. That's when they had Gary Payton, Carl uh, Malone, Shaq. They had four Hall of Famers. This team now has five Hall of Famers because Dwight Howard will be a Hall of Famer. Melo's a Hall of Famer. LeBron's a Hall of Famer. AD's a Hall of Famer. Um, crazy, bro. Crazy. Yeah. It, it is pretty... It is pretty insane. Oh, that's Marcus Gasol on the team. I thought Marcus Gasol was burnt toast last year. They should have got rid of his big contract. Yeah, that's I don't one. know what was going on with that. I you know what I'm saying? Like, get rid of him. Especially with Dwight. Yeah. I mean, I don't get it. He He's part of the reason why they look so slow because he could He's a future Hall of Famer, too. He might be. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, not to beat the dead horse, we, we've talked about the Lakers enough at nauseum. Everyone else has too, as well. But they're the biggest trending topic with how many signings they've had and all the trades. But I wanted a couple. Uh, I wanted to point out a couple of signings that were just some head scratchers. We have these every single year, and I swear the Knicks always find out or find oh, a way to make man. one of them. Evan Fournier, four years for seventy-eight million dollars. Oh man! I you know what's just, crazy. Yeah, hey, I man, heard for the he, Knicks. I heard for oh, Knicks fans. Seventy-eight million to Evan Fournier. Did you see what the man did last year in the playoffs? Or I, I just—he yeah, was on the Celtics. <laughs> I know. Would you have given Evan Fournier four years, seventy-eight million, if you had the money as a Celtic fan? No, absolutely not a not. damn chance. Nope, not at all. That's why the Celtics said, "No, go ahead and walk." Hated that one. That was the first one. I, I'm, I'm very. I'll, I will say. Let, let me preface this whole conversation, this debate, and this, this, this podcast right now with I'm the biggest pessimistic person when it comes to this free agency this year. I, I have like three signings I liked. Outside of that, there was so many terrible signings for me, and a lot of them were re-signed players. And I'll get into a little bit of why. But you go with the bigger contracts like this one's ridiculous. Andre Drummond is another one to the Sixers. Fit-wise, I don't understand. I, I mean, I get you're replacing Dwight Howard, but it's just a guy who clogs the lane, just like Ben Simmons does. Tobias Harris is an okay shooter, but he wants to get in the paint. Obviously, if there's no way him and Joel are going to play side-by-side. Side. And I love the fact that Joel absolutely roasted him on social media two years ago, and <laughs> now he's his backup. <laughs> it's just like, that's, I know, that's the best, bro. <laughs> that's the most, like, checkmate, bitch, you're my bitch. Like, I dogged you. Whoa. You know, Andre Drummond is just accepting the role now, and it's it's sad to see for the trajectory of where Andre Drummond was just two years ago with the Pistons to where he's at now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Andre Drummond, we're, we're packaging you up. We're shipping you off. Your career is done. You're a backup Cubs. for Joel Embiid, who just absolutely roasted you on social media. And you're okay with signing to that contract. So I, I don't know about that one. I didn't love that one. Um, going down the list, it's just, it goes on. It goes on. These you re-signings know, for me. Mike Conley, three years, 72 million. Jimmy Butler, uh-huh. max extension. I just, I don't know. I, I, I get it. I get why. I don't, you know, you look at Mike Conley, what he can do, what he's capable of, but with his injury risk, giving him $72 million for three years. Now, I don't know the full in details if there's a player or a team option, rather, on the third year. I would imagine there has to be or some kind of a clause when it comes to his injury risk. But Jimmy Butler, the max, I just... He's a fringe star player to me. You, you don't give fringe star players the max, and that just seems to be the the, the common theme. I, I would just rather, I mean, look at the construct of the team. You, you, you think giving Jimmy the max. I mean, I get it. They were in the finals last year in the bubbles. Everyone thinks it was an anomaly. I still think they're a great team adding Kyle Lowry too, as well. I mean, I guess Kyle Lowry's 35 years old and he's not a dynamic shooter. He's a good playmaker. He's a pretty good defender, but I, I don't think that Kyle Lowry puts them in contention to be the best team or even top four in the Eastern Conference. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm pessimistic, so I'll let you speak a little bit about this one. But in particular, just with those two right there, Mike Conley, Jimmy Butler, or rather three, Kyle Lowry too as well. Give me your thoughts on those, and do you think those are the right moves? Why, why not? Well, I'm going to say I like the heat moves. Um, I, you know, Jimmy Butler is not a – I mean – I like the moves. Just, just too much money to me. Yeah, but that's just the world we live in. I forget the dude's name. David Beltrans left the Spurs, went to the fucking uh, Wizards, got five years, $95 million, and he was a, a, the eighth man off the Spurs. And so that's just how the NBA is, bro. Davis Bertans, Mr. Mr. Nine Fingers. He's so bad, bro. Like, I don't understand that. Ninety-five. If I was 6'8", I would dominate him right now. But uh, I'm not. So here we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, Kyle Lowry, I love that move, man. I, I like that move. He plays heart. Uh, he's a smart player. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler's the same way. I think they'll feed off each other very well. I love adding P.J. Tucker and Markeith Morris off the bench. Those two um, I like. I, you know, I, and I like that it's just Jimmy Butler. I mean, he, he's, a, he's not a superstar. He's a star player, though. I mean, there's no denying it. Uh, and he's the best player on their team, so they got to keep him. Um, and is he the best player on their team? I mean, who else would be? They just trade Gorgon Dragic, didn't they? Was I think you're forgetting that, about a big dude. man that plays down in Miami. That's a real important oh, player. Bam, Bam's not it, bro. He's not. He's not. Bam, Bam's a great defensive player. Um, can definitely score in moments, but you know, Jimmy Butler can get you 35. Bam's not getting you 35. That's just how it is. Bam doesn't really create his own shot. Jimmy can go to the free throw line and make 10 out of 10. So. Um, you know, I think, but I just think together they're a great. They they have a great, um, a great feel for each other's game too. So I just, and I think Kyle's going to add to that. Pat Riley always has had a winning culture. I just like the Heat um, and what they've done. They've got, and then all the Depot coming back. Uh, you know, they got they got they got a, they got a squad. I think the Heat are going to be a threat next year in the East for sure if they can, you know, have guys stay healthy. Yeah, a squad that's going to get eliminated in the second round. That's. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Not a fan. You think so? I can name five teams right now in the Eastern Conference that'll be better than them. Easy. Name them. Celtics, Sixers, no. Bucks, no. Atlanta Hawks. Bucks. I'll give you the Bucks for the champs. Hawks, I don't think so. No. 
Absolutely, the Hawks are going to be better than them. Are you kidding me? No way. There's not a chance that the the Hawks are at least top four next year. The Celtics are not. I repeat, the Celtics are not a team in contention right now. You could say the Nets, though. Nets too, yeah. There you go. I I was just forgetting about the Nets because they're just always at the top right now I mean, with if, having if, all the players. If, if, let's just assume for for fun, everybody stayed healthy. The Heat would be a top four team, no questions asked. Maybe number three. What? What team is the Heat better than in that five that we just mentioned? What te- uh, besides maybe the Celtics? Celtics I, you can make a good argument, but Hawks. I think Tatum and and Jalen are good enough to beat that team in a seven game series alone. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm a Celtic fan, bro. You know that. But I, I mean, think about this. They just added Lowry, uh, PJ Tucker, and they're getting Oladipo back, who barely even played. Oladipo's a baller. PJ Tucker's a great player, great role player. Hits that corner three, plays great defense. We saw that. Markeith Morris, good role player, championship pedigree. You know, I, I just think the Heat got a nice, a nice team, and then Bam, Bam. You know, who the Celtics got that Bam, that's going to stop Bam? Nobody. They just re-signed Enos Cantor. Seriously, that's who we're going with. So the Celtics aren't it. The Hawks, I would get the Hawks maybe the fourth seed. I think the Knicks will be one year better, and that'll be a that'll be another. You know, I think the Knicks are going to be pretty good too. So yeah, we're not even talking about the Knicks, who are the fourth seed. I know. I mean, I'm going to say the Bucks and the the Nets are hands down better than the Heat, but I think the Heat have the ability. Like, I mean, I said if they can stay healthy. And the Bulls healthy. too. I think the Bulls are better than the Heat as where they stand right now after all the transi- transactions they've made. The Bulls are better than the Heat to me. Oh my goodness, we're going to be betting, my brother. Well, you know, now that you're in the business, well, I think the Pacers could even contend oh! with the Heat if they're healthy. <laughs> yeah, you got hot cakes, hot takes coming out here. Uh, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna remember this. Let me see what what episode. Okay, episode you don't have to I remember. Got. We're gonna have it saved, baby. This is gonna be episode yeah, thirteen for that ass. Right you're gonna now. come back to it, and you're gonna be now. talking about how I was right. Just like when the playoffs are coming around, I told you before the Hawks even beat the Sixers that they were gonna make it all the way. Again, I know I was wrong off by by a series because Trey Young got hurt. Trey Young stayed healthy. They were beating the Bucks. I don't care what anyone tells me, but it was it was no. close. It was real, real close, and and I think we're definitely going to have to come back and look at this because the Hawks are going to be better. Bulls are going to be way better. The Pacers are going to be way better. Charlotte is even going to be better. I mean, I don't think Charlotte's better than the Heat, granted, but I mean, hell, the way that they played last year, you can make an argument, make a case that they'll be a, a good team or, or rather even a great team in the Eastern Conference. We're going to find out. That we will. I remember this, bro. You know what? We're going to have a nice dinner on you. Because now you're going to be making them sales. You're going to be doing well. I can feel that. So what we're going to do is have a nice, nice, uh, you know, bet for dinner. We can bring the ladies or not up to you. Um, and the loser, okay, the loser has to pay for the other one. Choice of the winner. So what we're going to do is you're telling me right now. All Barring any seasons, injuries, the Heat are not top five. I'll bet it. Okay. Top five in the East. They're not, top five okay. in the East, yes. Got it. Deal. Mark that down. Ladies and gentlemen who are listening to this podcast, you heard it here first. Justin's winning a bet. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> moving on with free agency. I like that debate, so it was good. There's a lot of a lot of context there, but we still have some more to talk about. There. What's that? 
It's got a lot of emotion. A lot of emotion. Yeah, I'm just, I know I sound like a Heat hater. Listen, Heat fans, I'm not a Heat hater. Don't get me wrong. Damn, bro, have you a good go to team. Miami and get beat up or something? What the fuck? Man, he have a good team, but I just have a lot of faith in other teams more than them. That's all. I think it's just because I'm such a big Hawks guy. I, I love the Hawks. I love what I they're mean, doing. I, I, I could see the doing. Hawks being the Hawks. I could see being three or four, but you know that means the Heat would still. I mean, the Heat are going to be right there, bro. They were just in the finals, and their team is better. I think so. Uh, we'll so see. who's better, the Bulls or the Heat? Oh, I mean, the Heat. It's not even close. Man. Fucking what? The, what has Lonzo Ball done? To make they got DeMar think- DeRozan, too. They got Lonzo, DeMar, they have Vucevic, and, and Zach Levine. And you got Col- Kobe White and Caruso coming off the bench for you for that ass. A nice little bench that, team, too. That, sound, that sounds like a lineup that's going to be competing with the Hornets for the AC. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Pacers are better, right? I don't know. I like the Pacers, but Pacers always just be have better. The Celtics are better. Like, I mean, you know, they got a cool team, but like Lonzo Ball is not swinging the needle, and neither is DeMar DeRozan. I'm sorry to say he, even when he was on good teams, bro, he choked in big spots all the time, all the time. And so I'm, know, I'm just Raps, curious to see Raps who's going to be the best player on that team with the Bulls. I mean, because from like a talent perspective, like. Well, I mean, yeah. I know for sure the Celtics are better than the Bulls. That's That's not even. I mean, we're yeah, I, I won't argue with you that I think you can make a good case, but I do like what the Bulls are doing, though, especially with you know, what I'm was available. For I mean, I'm excited, and I agree with that sense because it's like the Bulls have been irrelevant, right? They're you know basically haven't really tried to do anything since Derrick Rose, and so from that aspect, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like when the Bulls are competitive and good. You know, when Chicago's rocking, it, it brings up old memories. You know, United Center, baby, MJ. There you go. The last one that I have to get to on this list. One that really pains me to say, because I'm going to get a lot of people, probably including yourself, that are, are going to be surprised. But I think signing Chris Paul to a four-year deal was the dumbest thing that the Suns could have done. I get what mm-hmm. he did last year. Paying mm-hmm. a guy who's 38 years old, four years, $120 million to score 12 points a game and put you in maybe the top five in the West next year, top six if you're lucky. It just depends on injuries or not. I don't love it. I would have loved if they would have given him a two-year deal. I know that probably was not on the table. I would have rather just fought tooth and nail if I was the Suns to get him on a three-year deal with a potential team option. I I don't know if this is just the only thing that they had available or he was going to walk to the Lakers. So I get that part of it if that was a situation. But four years, $120 You look where Chris Paul is going to be in four years. I just It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It it really doesn't. I I don't think that Chris Paul is putting the Suns over the edge um, for – championship contention rather even playoff contention the west is going to be very very uh, competitive this year especially with just like we mentioned barring any injuries but I, I do want to get your opinion on this Chris Paul re-signing I know it was best player available for them to to sign uh, but four years 120 and just not a fan I mean I don't like the contract I agree when at first when it said you know he's going to decline his contract and I thought damn he's about to make 45 million why would he do that four million dollars in a year what I was like, and there's then, no way. But then I was like, okay, well, basically, he just took $44 million and tripled it. Now he's making $120 million in the next four years, and they're going to pay him that regardless because they're fully fully guaranteed deal. So uh, I don't agree with the length. You know, two years, $80 million? Why not do that? Something like that. But, uh, you know, I, I'm going to disagree with you on the sense that uh, you said he, he's not – I mean, literally, he was the difference of them making the playoffs and not – and getting the championship. Now, granted – they played injured teams along the way the entire trip. That's that's how it goes. Um, but with that being said, I mean, especially in that Clippers series, um, you know, I thought the Clippers were going to come back and win, and he he had that that game five, I believe, was it game five? 
or game six, he scored 40-something points, hit seven threes, uh, and, and really willed his team to victory after he had been playing bad, and the Clippers were making a comeback. It was almost like, is Chris Paul about to blow this three-to-one lead? And uh, so he stepped up in that sense. Now, next year, it, teams are going to be different. I still think the Clippers have one of the best teams. Um, but I think I think what happened was, is I think realistically, he said, I'm going to decline the offer. And, you know, I'm going to I'm interested in going to the Lakers unless you guys come correct. And so yeah. they had to overpay for it. Number one, you don't want to watch it with the Lakers. And then he beats you every, you know, the next four times next year. Number two, there's really nothing else available because in terms of Russell Westbrook versus Chris Paul, even though Chris Paul's a lot slower, um, you know, Chris Paul's savviness, his shot, everything about it, just it, to me, it's way better than Russell. It's not even close. Uh, Russell's just a, an outstanding athlete, which a lot of his stats come off just being more athletic and more aggressive all the time. Uh, he just ha- doesn't quit. But in terms of being a better player, especially in big moments, like Chris Paul's, you know, He's as good as it gets at the point guard spot. So I think they had they had to overextend for that reason. There really wasn't anything else, anything else out there. But I agree with you one hundred percent. I don't like the four year. I mean, they're gonna be he's gonna be forty two years old making forty million or thirty million. That's just ridiculous. That I mean, I especially like, like I said, or a guy is what, averaging four, 12, 12 yeah, to I mean, fourteen points more, a game in the regular bro, season. I know. Like, just like we talk about Russ having moments in where he makes bad plays, Chris Paul has those ones where he makes great plays. Yeah, but he's also injured when it matters the most. So it's like, and that's never not been there. It, look at the history books. Right. That's never You're not right. been a thing. I just, I'm not confident giving a guy a contract, regardless of what he does during the regular season, what he maybe can do in the playoffs. I'm not interested. But I get the politics of the NBA. I get where, like you had talked about, where you know you got to come correct, or I'm going to go to the Lakers. So I understand this situation, but again, it's just a little egregious to me. And I really hope for the Suns' sake that they do have some kind of team option in the back end. So when that that fourth year comes around and Chris Paul's in a wheelchair, that uh, they have something that that'll back them up and save them some money. They're probably going to be on the Lakers by then. Yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll find a way to get traded. Maybe it be uh, he'll be some kind of coordinator for them or an assistant coach. Let Let me ask you a question. How'd you like Jeff Green coming to uh, the Nuggets? So that's actually to the next point. These are my short list of good signings I like. Okay, I can count them on one hand. I got Uh-oh. Jeff Green, two years, ten million. Carmelo, Patty Mills, Kendrick Nunn, and Kemba Walker to the Knicks. Those are my five signings that I liked throughout all of free agency. I mean, oh, and I'll put in there Lonzo Ball too, but because his contract was eighty-five million, I kind of threw that out away because he's always injured too as well. But if he's healthy might be a worth it contract but i'm not going to add him on the list that's my short list of five so jeff green two years 10 million loved it um but the nuggets just they they can't stay away from nostalgia they bring back will barton two years three, 35 million it just it, they take one step forward and two steps back it just it's we're in contention to be uh, a good team again this year uh, jamal is going to be hurt all year long so i just I don't know. I'm not very optimistic. Jeff Green was obviously a great signing. I think, in my personal opinion, he brings a great veteran presence. Uh, Paul Millsap is obviously out the door in that aspect. They bring back J. Michael Green, too, as well. But I just think we're too small, to be quite honest with you. Look at what the landscape was of how the Bucks dominated so so much, and you look at the, what the Lakers added, bringing in Dwight Howard, too, as well, and they got a little bit bigger, in my opinion, as far as from a size perspective, too. So the Nuggets are just going to be too small again, to be quite honest with you. And Joe, the Joker is going to get punished. 
Um, granted, he's going to do what he does and get his you know triple doubles and be fantastic and potentially could have another MVP candidate year because they're going to put in that Jamal Murray was out all year again. So that I'm looking forward to. But outside of that, there's just uh, not a lot of excitement for me when it comes to free agency and my team, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I thought Jeffrey was a great signing at that value, man. That was uh, that was awesome. But I do agree. I mean, like I mentioned with the Dwight Howard signing the Lakers, I thought the only difference in that series when you guys played him in the bubble was that uh, Dwight Size. Howard Dwight Howard could really get under Jokic's skin. Um, he's just way too big and physical. Jokic can't move him at all. Um, and so, if it wasn't for Dwight getting in foul trouble, I think he really really nullified what Jokic can truly do on the court. And then it just became the Jamal Murray show, and um, at that point the Lakers were big and, 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 you know, I think had great depth. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons. So I agree with you, man. It's just kind of – when I saw that, I thought about you. I'm like, man, that sucks because they're basically going to be the same exact team again. Like Same team. Jeff Green, I guess, makes you, you know, a better, better bench player. But, uh, yeah, they're essentially rolling back the same team that wasn't good enough. So that's always concerning for me. Um, when you see that, so yeah, I, I mean, I love the green signing. I don't, I don't, I don't think they addressed. And then they let they let Javale McGee go. I thought JaVale yeah, McGee after trading multiple up. second round picks for him and then not even playing him, I just didn't, I didn't understand that. And they should play him with Jokic, man. I mean, that would be because then you could have somebody with the size and, and you know the hustle. And so that takes you know Dwight Howard's not guarding Jokic; he's guarding him now. So um, you know, I, I didn't really like it at all. And Jeff Green's not better than Paul Millsap. I mean, they're no, can make an argument. Paul Millsap gone? Did he retire? What happened with him? No, 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 no. He's currently he's still in the squad, but we only we we can only have twelve people under contract right now. So it's <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, Jeff Green will be a great role player in the playoffs because he's been there. He can shoot three and he can guard almost one through five. So I mean, I like that depth signing there, and you know, you could bring him in with Millsap and, and have some size and some shooters still, but. Uh, I agree 100% they needed to get a little bigger on the inside, and they didn't do that. I wanted Lonzo so bad, I won't lie. That was the one player that I wanted. Just like last year, I wanted Drew so bad just for the same thing, for the same reason, because they do very similar things. I, I would have rather not signed Jeff Green, not signed Jermichael, not signed uh, Will Barton, and brought in Lonzo no matter whatever. the Even if it was the $85 million contract. To be quite completely honest with you, I think – having Lonzo on our team being another playmaker and a guy who could guard at the two spot or at the one and playing him next to Jamal Murray is just a dream to me. I, I wanted Gary Harris to be that. Unfortunately, one, he can never stay healthy and he was never a consistent shooter. Grant, I'm not really looking for uh, Lonzo to ever be a consistent shooter, but he's a guy that can shoot. He's a willing shooter. He'll attack the basket and he would just open up so much more for Jamal Murray's game and Jokic's game too, as well, taking some playmaking responsibility off the, off the table. So, yeah, to you know, one step forward, two steps back for me, and unfortunately, we're getting to a time where I mean, Jokic is now going to be 27 in this next calendar year, so he's not old yet by any means, and I know his game will translate for a long time, but the the clock is on, and I just don't know where the next move can come from, and it just was sad. I was sad not to get Lonzo. I didn't think that they would do it, but it, it was a hope and dream that I had, and it just unfortunately didn't happen. Yep, that's tough, 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 tough. Now, do you have anything else that you wanted to give to the people as far as uh, you know, some positives, some signings that you really like that maybe we haven't mentioned already on the show? Um, let me just scroll here. I'm gonna. I really. How about love Kemba? The, Did you like that Kemba move? I love the buyout of the Thunder. Um, well, first and of all, also giving the Max to Shea, which was I think the the appropriate move. But I, I, I like Kemba Walker to the Knicks. I didn't, 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's. A, I don't know, Kimba. I mean, when we traded for him, man, he just he he hurt his knee and hasn't been the same. So, uh, I do like Kimba in New York. He, he played his best ball at Madison Square Garden in college, so that'll be exciting to watch. I, I do like the Nets getting Blake Griffin back, though. Um, I don't, you know, bringing him back and then getting Patty Mills. James Johnson's a good role player. Patty Mills is one of my favorite signings, man. I love that for for the Nets. Yeah, that I was think, so perfect think, for them. I think the Nets quietly got better, um, which is crazy. But uh, I'm just scrolling through here. I do like I do like Demar Derozan along the ball. I like Caruso. Um, let me see here. Hang on. We hang just on. didn't have a lot of stars available in this free agency. I there think most teams lot, no. did the best they like, could. Uh, I do like Otto po- Otto. Excuse me, Otto Porter going to the Warriors though. I think that's quality. Uh, death play with a guy who can, you know, he's six foot nine, six ten, can can shoot and, and play some defense. So I like that move um, for them. The Bielita Rockets too. Yeah, I don't like. I mean, I don't like him. I think he's trash. But uh, I can see why they did it. I, I, so I would say this: so Serge Ibaka opting in to the Clippers because he didn't even get to play last year. I think that definitely would have been a different team had Ibaka been there. Um, and then Kawhi is supposed to come back. And then Nicholas Platoon re-signing. So if they can get Reggie Jackson back now, I think the Clippers have one of the best teams. So that's going to be big. Who, I'm surprised nobody – you know, the Lakers. Why wouldn't the Lakers go after Reggie Jackson? Like, you know, like Kendrick Nunn. And Reggie Jackson better than Kendrick Nunn. I think the asking price. I think Reggie Jackson's just asking or will be asking for a lot because of his playoff run. And that's where I, I was kind of thinking with the Nuggets. I like that move too. But then again – the Nuggets have a lot of good young guards too that are on the team currently. I, I, Marcus Howard really was shaky in the middle of the season, but had some good flashes in the playoffs. Monte Morris is one of the most consistent players I've ever seen in my life, but he's just he'll only give you exactly what you're going to expect. So that's why I think Reggie Jackson can definitely um, help the Nuggets take it over the top if we decide to spend that kind of capital. But again, I think teams are just leery of the Reggie Jackson asking price, to be quite, quite honest with you. You know, I will say I do like Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside going to the Jazz. Um, that makes a, a deep team even deeper, really. I mean, they're going to have yeah. Those are some underrated ones too, for sure. And and Eric Pascal. I mean, that's that's three quality bench players you add right there. And so now you have a you know, and you already had the, the two six men of the year. So really, you think about that that second unit. They're going to have Pas Pascal, uh, Jordan Clarkson, um, what's his name, Ingles, Rudy Gay, and Whiteside. I mean, that's a, that's a formidable formidable second unit so i think the jazz got better as well yeah jazz did get quietly better just don't love the mike conley 73 but you know it is what it is it is what it is but now uh we, we kind of got everything out of the way for the nba this coming up week me and mr reynolds we have some uh plans in the works for a fantastic kickoff to the nfl season uh, i'm excited can't wait to get back on the show get back in the lab too thank you guys for listening any closing thoughts from you mr fantastic stay blessed baby How'd you stay uh, how'd you like, loose? How'd you like that come from behind victory though? <laughs> Watch out for that bet too. Oh, top five. Stay top blessed. Top five. Peace. <laughs>